We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Jennifer White. Jennifer began her career as an engineer and combined analytical ingenuity with a talent for leadership. With a decade of professional experience informing her expertise in supply chain strategy and process and system design, Jennifer is a talented communicator with a passion for motivating clients to transform their assumptions and achieve high performance. She is known for applying her sharp analytical skills to develop innovative solutions. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Lori. I am excited for you to be here. I'm sure you've got some great insights to share with our listeners today. Yes, I'm excited. Uh, But I want to dive right into the nuts and bolts here. So what is a business transformation? Business transformation is essentially a change management initiative. So we typically walk our clients here at the MJW group from a current state to their ideal future state. And we focus on four essential levers, which is people, processes, data, and technology. So within those four levers, whatever you're trying to change, it normally will impact one of those four essential operations. So let's talk a little bit more about people, process, data, and technology. Why are those so important to business? People are your greatest asset. I mean, you have a company, so you know how important it is to have people available and willing to do the work that your company provides services for. Um, people hold keys. People hold a lot of knowledge. Um, they they hold the magic is, is usually what I call it. Um, processes are what everyone follows. It's beating to the same drum beat. You know, everybody's marching to that same drum beat all at the same time. There isn't confusion. There isn't surprise. There isn't an unwillingness to do um, what's needed to be done because it's documented and everybody understands what the what those processes mean. Data is, I look at it as being the funnel of of your business, right? You have inputs of data and you have outputs of of data. Uh, You need it to understand how well your company is operating. They they provide key insights into certain metrics and criteria to really understand your business in general. Without data, we would have no idea how much money we're making, how many clients we're supporting. at the end of the day, what we're shipping out to clients, you know, data provides that insight into that. And technology is important because without technology now in 2020, um, we wouldn't really survive the amount of manual transactions that one may be doing without technology would really 
cramping your people. I mean, they would not want to operate that way. So it's, it's very important to have the right technology embedded in your operations, in your business to keep everything going consistently. I love that. It definitely makes sense. And I would agree. I mean, nowadays, if you don't have the technology, you're basically slowly dying (laughs) in business. Oh, yeah. So how exactly do you help businesses, especially those that have been around for many years? Well, one thing I say is we help you increase profit and we do that through expense reduction and automation. So obviously with technology, it's going to increase the amount of automation within your business. Say if your accounting department was doing invoices by hand, you know, before, and now you've brought in a a tool that can assist them with automating invoices and sending it to the client without you having to send it your yourself via email. I mean, that's a huge transformation and win for you. You're saving time and you're saving money. Um, Also, as far as a a transformation goes uh, with expense reduction, think about the redundancies that happen um, in roles and responsibilities. So if you don't take the time to really uh, deep dive into what your people are doing, you could be paying for two and three roles that are that are creating the same work. And is it necessary? Maybe, maybe not. Is it efficient? Definitely not. And it's not effective at the end of the day for your bottom line either. I like that you're looking at necessary. Is it necessary and is it efficient? Right. I think those are both really important questions to be asking in any business model at the end of the day. Um, so you go in and help identify those holes, basically. Yes, uh, the gaps, uh, we like to call it, between the current state and the future state. So if you, most of the time people know what the gaps are or where those holes exist, but they don't have the bandwidth to figure out how to fix it, you know, right away. So that's where we come in to assist or they may not, um, you know, have the competencies and skill sets with, with the team that they have to necessarily fix those gaps. Okay, cool. Awesome. Well, let's talk about networking a little bit. That's definitely the focus of the show here. Um, Jennifer, I'm hoping that you can share with our listeners one of your favorite or most successful networking experiences that you've had. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's a very recent one. Um, I would say the social media sites, I've really upped my game on on social media per se. Um, During this pandemic here, that's how you and I met, right? And I've just really opened um, and expanded my horizons to learning from other people and just being open and willing to have conversations more than I ever have. And it has led to some great partnerships and collaborations that otherwise, you know, just having more of the face-to-face networking in person, you know, I was limited to local areas or regional areas. And now being more open on social media has allowed me to connect with people all over the world. And it is, it's a game changer. I I can totally see the difference in what I'm doing. um, And it's made a big impact on our business. That's awesome. I love that. You know, people have definitely 
change their mindset and they're more open to connecting virtually. Mm -hmm. Um, I read some data the other day that said the speed of conducting business online has basically been accelerated by about three or four years now because of wow isn't that fascinating I know oh my goodness yeah I can see I can see the change I mean just person in personal life I mean we've had so many activities where as a family we finally got together virtually to do things yeah so so yeah I could I can see that acceleration so as you've evolved and grew and grown your network, um, sounds like you've spent a lot of time, you know, locally and regionally establishing a network. And now you've, you've got it globally, basically, like you said, how do you make sure you stay in front of and best nurture these relationships that you've created? Yeah, recently I've taken on developing more of a content marketing strategy mm-hmm. um, for our business where to me it's mainly getting in front of people, our our ideal clients, um, the experiences that we've had um, in the MJW group and why you should trust us um, with your business transformation or improving your processes or continuous improvement initiative. Um, Content marketing allows us to really, really take a recap of where we've been and what we've gone through and highlight how we can help our ideal clients with those same struggles. And I can see um, people taking a tune to the content we're putting out because they can resonate with it. It's very genuine. I mean, we're not sugarcoating anything. These are true real life experiences that are being shared. And I've had great feedback um, from it people are telling me their frustrations and you know we we share similar interests and i agree with everything you're saying so i our new way of of marketing has really changed and i'm i'm loving the change that's awesome that's good i mean i love that you're preaching the value of content marketing Someone who hasn't been doing content marketing for a while. And, and, you know, I think a lot of businesses are finding that now, you know, they've been hearing about it, but then all of a sudden the pandemic happened and that's really the number one most important way to get your message out there when everyone is online right now. Yeah. And I mean, it's a shift. Like I said, for me, it was a mindset shift because I'm a numbers person. I'm Mm -hmm. very analytical and logical. I'd rather be in a spreadsheet and show you how a spreadsheet works than to (laughs) write content. But I, like I said, I'm writing real life experiences. So it's, I don't know. I I like it. I really do. And I can see the shift that's happening. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Jennifer, what advice would you offer the business professional who's looking to grow their network? Just do it. <laughs> just get just get out there. Just have an open mind and, you know, open yourself up so you can expand. I can't, you know, tell you how much it's helped us grow um, and put us in front of people that I never would have thought about, you know, connecting with or, you know, offering value to them and and them offering value to me at the same time. Just be open and willing to try new things is is most important right now. Um, 
as we shift into, you know, kind of going back to uh, old ways, don't do that, you know, do something different. I challenge everyone to be different. I love that. I think that's, you have to stand out. You can't just go back to the way it used to be even, even if we want that, um, everyone's trying to get to that right now. So for you to capture someone's attention, you have to stand up. Right, exactly. So I'm really interested in the answer that you're going to provide to this next question based on the information you just shared with me. Um, But between digital networking and traditional networking, which one do you find more value in? Um, Hmm. I like both, but I would say digital because I've been in it now for a good four months almost. Um, I I feel, I don't know, I feel people are a little bit more genuine <laughs> digitally <laughs> or uh, virtual access to people. Uh, whereas in, in person, you're kind of time constrained sometimes. Um, there's an agenda that's, you know, preset if it's a meeting or, um, you know, a guest speaker sometimes in person, and you may not have a lot of time for, you know, networking. And then, you know, you're exchanging numbers and information. Oh, we'll get up. Yeah, we'll, we'll you know, uh, collaborate on something later and then you never get around to it. I think the, the digital transformation that's happening is kind of keeping people more accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, you're being forced to look at your calendar more. You're being forced to um, do things online more. So it's in your face more often um, than when it was, you know, networking in person. You may lose track of that person's information per se. Yeah. And you're like, I, I don't know how to get into contact with that individual. So I would say that the shift is definitely happening more digitally for me. Okay. Yeah. You know, I imagine that a lot of people feel that way. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you said, you know, that people are a little bit more genuine and authentic virtually. And I think that's because there's a there's a layer of protection with our screen there, right? <laughs> it's easier to just end the meeting instead of trying to, you know, run out of a room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, it's easier to let your guard down a little bit. And, right. um, but there is something to be said about meeting people in person. So I'm definitely a fan of both. Um, mm-hmm. But one of the things I've really learned in the last, whatever it's been now, <laughs> 10 weeks, I don't know. What what month are we <laughs> on now? Um, they all just kind of meld together, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, is that I do appreciate that there's zero commute time. Oh, in- yeah. And I I find that a bit uh, fascinating that I'm able to get more done because I'm not driving all the way across town to attend a networking event and then all the way across town to get back to my office, you know, and um, so I I do appreciate that. So pros and cons, you know. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, I agree too. The commute has, the lack of a commute has helped. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think more and more people are going to be open to online connecting but we'll still want the in-person opportunities as well yeah yeah I agree okay Jennifer let's talk about when you were 20 years old what would you tell yourself to do more of less of or differently with regards to your professional career more of 
listening, less of thinking I know the answer all of the time. <laughs> and what was the last thing? Or differently. Differently, being more willing to expand and, and learn new things, not being afraid to learn new things. Sounds like we are very similar 20-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Most 20-year-olds are risk-adverse uh, risk or, you know, they have no issue with risk. I was very conservative. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now I'm the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting how we evolve, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, it is interesting based on the individuals I interview, um, you know, where they are today is like the opposite of where they were when they were 20. Mm-hmm. There's very few individuals that say they would change anything and that they're hmm. just completely content with the journey that they've experienced thus far. That's interesting. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. All right. So we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Who would be the one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you could do it within the sixth degree? Does it matter if this person is dead or alive? I mean, ideally you could try to tr- connect with them today, but if you want to go with someone <laughs> from the past, let's go for it. Um, one of my favorite mentors in my head is Jim Rohn. I don't know if you've heard of him before. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I just fell in love when I first heard him speak on an audio tape and I listened to him quite frequently and the things that he was talking about in the seventies and eighties and nineties are still, they still are true today. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, I, I agree 100%. No, he's definitely one of my my top, um, you know, I guess you can say mentor, regardless of they're still around, because it's the the documented information, the books, the speaking yes. engagements. Documentation, whatever. it helps. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's... Um, there's there's still a lot to be said for learning or you know that mentorship that guidance regardless of where they are today yeah he left us a gift and one thing i learned from him that i adopted is journaling hmm. and keeping all of your journals i remember in a lecture he spoke about how his kids would have access to all of his journals once he passed away. And so for the last three years, every one of my journals that I've completed, I've made sure to keep them somewhere where they wouldn't get ruined and they will be intact for my future generations. Cool. I love that. It kind of reminded me of Grey's Anatomy. (laughs) (laughs) I used to. I used to watch it. Because Meredith Grey would read all of her mother's journals. Yeah, yes, she did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think that's fascinating, actually, because it's a different way to carry down the legacy or or have your, you know, your your perspective go further than just the voice, you know, of you telling a story. It's, right. it's a different way to capture that, that knowledge, that wisdom, the experiences. Yep. Um, okay. I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. What's something you'd like to ask me? 
How has marketing changed your life? Well, it's my world. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I actually, I started going to school for um, commercial art, which is more referred to as like graphic design now. Um, oh, okay. Um, and I, I loved it. I love the creativity side of it. But when I took a sociology course, I was fascinated with how people are influenced by the message or the, you know, the visual that they see. Mm -hmm. Um, and that comes down to marketing. So, um, just my pure curiosity led me to switch my major in school, um, and then just learn. And, and that's really what's been the big impression on me right now. And, and all, and all times, I guess in the last 20 years, um, where my passion is. It's just helping people find that right message and then figure out where does that message need to be displayed so that your ideal customer reads it and goes, that's exactly what I'm looking for. And then wants to connect with you. I love that. That is wow. I can see that vividly as you just spoke through that. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I'm trying to learn to use my, what is it? My right brain. Yeah, because I'm left brain. I'm logical. Yeah, right brain. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I need help with that. I'm, I'm trying. I'm middle brain. Have you heard of that one before? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the numbers and the data, but I, I like the create, like I, I love all of it. So I'm, there's pros and cons of that. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Um, uh, I guess with anything, but um and that, I guess that's what I love about marketing is that it's a combination of the creativity and the analytical side, because you got to look at the data and figure out, you know, is this working? Is this, is this what people are looking for? Is this, is this resonating with this audience? Um, if the data is not telling the right story, you have to go back and, and, you know, analyze the data and then come up with something creative that's going to capture their attention. So being a middle brain person, I feel that marketing was, the right path for me to pursue professionally. Good. Awesome. That's a fun question. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any final word or advice to offer listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Um, As I mentioned before, just be open, just have an open mind because when you open yourself up to learn from others you will start expanding your own growth personally and then within your business as well. And then, of course, I always teach people, you know, to educate and inspire someone else. So if it's your team, always be looking, you know, for opportunities to educate and and inspire them to want to do the same thing. Um, Willingness to learn and be open and have an awareness of, you know, what I'm doing, how does it impact the next person? And if you focus on that, your business will continually grow. I love that. I think it's so important to step outside of just what you're doing in your own bubble and figure out how you can help others at the right. end of the day. And and questioning how does what I'm doing impact others is really powerful. That's yes. Fantastic. 
It's called the end-to-end process. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> of course, there's a name for it. <laughs> All right. Um, if anyone is interested in getting in contact with you, what's the best way that they can reach you? Yes, you can email me at jennifer at the mjwgroup.com or on LinkedIn. I'm usually there for the most part. All right. That's fantastic. We will include all of that information in our show notes. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. Thank you, Lori, for having me. I enjoyed it. This was a lot of fun and you offered some great insights to our listeners. Thanks. You're welcome. This wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Jennifer White for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, join our Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash social capital network. If you need me, send an email to Lori at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we will see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.